podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What's good, boys and girls? Two for the podcast on Wednesday, the 8th of June, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geoblocked from, while also keeping your data safe. Check out LibertyShield.com and use the code EPL25. That's EPL25 to get 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do check out both the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 to get 25% off at checkout. No, sorry, to get 10% off at checkout. Right, folks. It is Wednesday. Things are calming down, but the transfer window is starting to heat up. And there is some news to get through first. So it looks like Everton have won the race to sign James Tarkovsky. He is having a medical today ahead of signing on a Bosman transfer. Likely to be a four-year deal, I would imagine. 29 years of age. Proven operator at the Premier League level, immediately becomes the best central defender at the club. I would hope that him and Ben Ben Godfrey is the pair moving forward. I think that's the pairing that makes the most sense. You pair Godfrey's athleticism with Tarkovsky's defensive nous, his reading of the game, his leadership and organization. I think that's a good pairing with Patterson and Michaelenko. That's quite a young defence. So bringing in Tarkovsky gives them that sort of veteran presence, that leadership, that mentor that a lot of those younger defenders will need. Michael Keane hasn't worked for them. Yerry Mina can't stay fit. Mason Holgate just has badly, badly stagnated in his development. So Tarkovsky is a really good get and a really important signing for Everton as well, because defensively they've been an embarrassment for years. Tarkovsky will be the best defender they've signed in quite a while. Um, And they've beaten off a number of Premier League rivals. Now, it looks like Villa walked away from the possibility of signing him when they got Diego Carlos. Personally, I would have looked to bring in both. It doesn't look like West Ham went all in on him. It looks like a guard from Wren is their preferred signing, personally. I'd much rather have Tarkovsky. I'd rather have Tarkovsky than Diego Carlos as well. While the very best version of Carlos is better than the best version of Tarkovsky, the version you get more often isn't as good as the version you get You get at Tarkovsky. So, look, it's a good signing for Everton. 
it's a smart signing for Everton. It's one of the first smart things they've done in a few years. Lampard is a known fan, apparently tried to sign him for Chelsea. So if that's going to be their back four, Patterson, him, Godfrey, and Michael Enko, I, I think they're in good shape. I do. I think they're in good shape. I think they might try play Godfrey on the right side, Tarkovsky on the left side, and allow Patterson a lot more freedom to attack from right back while getting Michael Enko to tuck in almost as a back three when they have the ball. That's what I'm expecting to see. I could, I could be wrong. Um, it's also potentially setting them up just, just to play a back three. We'll see what they do for the rest of the window. You remember at Chelsea, Lampard did play a back three quite a bit. So he could look at... Now, he only really tried it when they were playing against good teams and he was trying to fatten up the defence a bit. But that was with Chelsea. At Everton, most teams he'll face are going to be better than his. Not most, but at least half the teams in the league are better than Everton. This season, obviously, most were better. But next season, you'd imagine half the teams in the league would be better better than Everton. So you may see a back three more regularly. So Godfrey, Tarkovsky in the middle, Michaelenko, Patterson is the right wing back. They would need a left wing back, but they need a bit of cover there anyway, unless they feel like Niels and Kunku is ready to go. Uh, Crystal Palace have announced contract extensions for Jordan Ayew, Nathaniel Klein, James MacArthur and James Tompkins uh, all until the end of next season. Personally, I wouldn't have done the Tompkins one. I think the MacArthur one is clever. I think he's an important player in that squad. Ayew is decent depth. As long as he's not starting too often, that's fine. Klein has shown value at right back. He's not the player he was. But if they're not going to look to upgrade that position, if they're going to back Nathan Ferguson to make that position his own, then maybe you just keep Klein and Joel Ward as backups. They've got other things they need to do, midfield being a priority. Uh, the club have also announced that they are in ongoing discussions with Cheku Kayate, and his contract is also up at the end of the month. Palace do like to let these things run quite late. So they find themselves scrambling a little bit. But at the same time, they're still looking to get players coming in from elsewhere. It looks like the Sam Johnson thing is done. It looks like they might get Dukure from Len as one of their new players. So that could be quite good for them as well. Uh, Newcastle look like they are set to sign Matt Target on a permanent transfer. Now, that is a U-turn by the tune because apparently he was told they wouldn't be making that deal permanent when the season finished, that they had other targets for that spot, including Renan Lodi from Atletico Madrid. But seems they want to be a little bit more cohesive, a little bit more you know, a stable moving forward, not make massive changes. I think they need two centre-backs. I've said that before. To add two centre-backs and a new left-back is a lot. But if that left-back is at least used to playing in your team, 
then it gives you a head start. So they get him. I think it frees them up to go and buy two centre-backs. I like Matt Target. I think he's solid. He's not great, but he's definitely solid. Uh, we'll wait and see what else they do this summer. But if they get him, looks like the Ekatiki deal will happen. That's a good start to, uh, to Newcastle's summer. Right. Uh, what else do we have? Fraser Forster was announced yesterday by said no sorry today by Tottenham Hotspur uh, as their new addition the Galini transfer didn't work for them at all he just didn't impress so he has gone back to Atalanta with Forster coming in I still think Spurs need to look at finding a long-term goalkeeper but Forster's a fine backup for a year uh, Robin Olsen has completed his permanent transfer to Aston Villa. He will be the backup moving forward for Emmy Martinez. I quite like that one. He was there last season. He did all right. He'll do. Just keep it rolling. You've got other things you need to sort out first. Right. What I wanted to do today was take a look at the three promoted clubs and what squad needs they might have. So I'm not as in tune with them as I was with the Premier League teams. I haven't seen as much of them. But I think I've got a fair handle on this. So my view on this is that I can start with Fulham, then do Bournemouth, then do Forest. My view on it is that these clubs all need quite a bit they're going to have to be quite aggressive in the market. And I think Fulham, despite winning the league, might need to be the most aggressive because this is their third time at this. And the last two times they came up, their approach in the transfer market was very scattergun. There didn't seem to be any real kind of pointed shape to what they were trying to do. It was just, let's get a bunch of good players and figure it out as we go. Now, I think the first thing they need to do is find a goalkeeper. Marek Rodek is decent. I just don't think he's Premier League caliber. They have been linked with Strakosha from Lazio on a Bosman. I think he's a good goalkeeper. He had a rough season this past one. But you go back two, three years ago, he's one of the better keepers in Serie A. If they can get him in, get him confident, and get him back to his best level, there's no reason he can't get back to being a very good goalkeeper. So I would say goalkeeper, starting goalkeeper is the first need for them. They've got Kenny Tete at right back, who I do quite like. But they did bring in Nico Williams, and he did become first choice. And Tete has had a number of injury problems since joining uh, Fulham. So... I think they need to buy a starting right back. It could well be that they just bring back Nico Williams. It would make sense. He's been there. He understands what the manager wants. The manager knows what he has in him. Anthony Robinson, I do like as a left back. I think he's solid. Joe Bryan struggles at the Premier League level, but I think he's all right there. At centre-back, Hector and Reem and Mawson, we've seen them in the Premier League. They're not good enough. Tosin is absolutely good enough, but they need to find a starting partner for him. You remember the last time they were up, they partnered him with Joachim Anderson and it worked really, really well. 
Um, if the if Scott Parker had gone to that earlier, I, I think they would have had a lot more luck. I do wonder if they might try and sign Ola Ene again. They had him before, obviously, on loan. He went back to Torino this past season. Uh, he played a bit, not massively. Oh, he did play quite a bit. I wonder if they might go for him again, but it's neither here nor there. They need a starting centre-back and a starting right-back in that defence, without question. In midfield, I like Harrison Reed. I like Chalaba as a squad player. They've got John Michel Seri. They've got Josh Onama. They've got Tom Kearney. But I really do think they need a starting central midfielder to go next to Harrison Reed. I'd be starting Reed plus one. Now they've done fairly well at finding central midfielders in the past. So I think this is this is the time for them to look for someone to come in. Right wing, I would expect Harry Wilson has that position locked down. I don't think there's any real doubt there. Left wing, I mean, Bobby D. Cordova Reed is obviously the most likely starter. Is he quite good enough? I'm not sure. They've got Cabano who can play there as well. They'll probably just roll with the two of them. Uh, Knockhart will maybe stick around, but he is always a championship player. So maybe he gets bounced out on loan again. We know they're fine up front. They've got Mitrovic. They've got young Munez, who's decent. They've got young Stansfield. The big question mark is going to be over who replaces Fabio Carvalho. That's the big thing they have to address. Who replaces Carvalho in this team? So I think it's got to be a starting number 10 slash second striker who can come in, immediately start the games, give them creativity and goals. It's going to be a tough ask. Carvalho had such a good understanding with Mitrovic, such a good understanding with Wilson. And to be fair, that front four really did power them to the title. Losing him is going to be, it's going to be a bit of a blow for them, a big blow for them, to be fair, given they didn't get a huge fee. But yeah, I've got I've got five starters for Fulham. Now you could argue they probably need a couple of pieces of depth as well, maybe a backup left back. You could argue they probably need to get in maybe two who can play that number 10 role, a starter and a backup. I'll, I'll mark them down. I wouldn't say they'll be priority, but what I will say should be priority is that Fulham need immediately to get active. You can't let this go into October or October, August, the way you have before. Fulham need to have players coming in as soon as possible, preferably before pre-season. Much of what happens with Fulham this season is going to depend on Mitrovic. I mean, he's coming off one of the more ridiculous seasons I can ever remember anyone having, where he scored 43 goals in 44 games in the Championship. But last season in the Premier League, he played 27 games, got three, go three goals. Again, a lot of that blame goes to Scotty Two Coats, but 
he's got to be better this time around. He's always done well in the championship. And he's struggled in the Premier League. He's got to prove he's good enough to do it in the Premier League this time. Or they have no chance. He's not getting them goals. They've got no chance. But yeah, so we'll go for seven for Fulham. Starting keeper, starting right back, starting centre back, starting centre midfielder, starting attacking midfielder, back up left back and back up ten. I think that's fair. And I think it there should be demands put on the ownership. They've got plenty of money. And this is the third, the third bite of the, at the, the cherry for them. The third time they've had the opportunity to get this right. They don't get it right this time. God knows. Right, we'll move on then to Bournemouth. Um, so I do like their goalkeeper. I do like Mark Travers. They had Freddie Woodman in on loan from Newcastle. He got one game. Travers was just unmovable. Uh, Will Dennis is okay. Orton Nyland, I wouldn't be a fan of. I think they could probably do it getting in a backup goalkeeper to give Travers some cover. But I would say stick with Travers for the season or at least start the season with him. And if it doesn't work, then have a good backup to come in and replace him. There's a lot of question marks with their defence. So this past season, they went with Jack Stacey, Adam Smith and Ethan Laird all playing minutes at right back. And Ethan Laird was in on loan from United. He's gone back. Stacey and Smith we've seen in the Premier League before. And neither showed anything to suggest they were good enough. So I would say a starting right back is needed. I don't think what they had there last season is good enough for the Premier League. Uh, at left back then, Lloyd Kelly can play there. He does nominally play in the centre for them. But I actually think he's a better left back. But they've got um, Zamora, Jordan Zamora as their first choice left back. They obviously had Leif Davies in on loan from Wolves or from Leeds, rather. He's gone back now. So will they look at bringing in a bit of depth at left back? My assumption is they will. I think Zamora is fine to start. I think he's a good player, but I think you're going to need a, a backup left back. At centre back, Lloyd Kelly will be one starter. And I think they need another one. Gary Cahill is finished. Nat Phillips came in on loan and became an automatic starter. Chris Metham is not good enough at the Premier League level. I think they probably need a starting centre-back without question. So that's already quite a bit. Um, They lost Steve Cook mid-season. No real loss to them. They do have young James Hill, who I'm excited to see develop. Uh, They got him from Fleetwood in January. Very, very talented. So we'll see how he develops. Only 20 years of age. In midfield, I quite like what they've got. I like Lewis Cook. I like Jefferson Lerma. I like Ryan Christie. Gavin Kilkenny's a decent player. Philip Billing's a decent player. 
Now, Billing did play mostly as like a 10 in the latter half of the season. I'm not sure that works at the Premier League level. But I think they're fine generally in central midfield. I think they could do with... I think they could do with help in the wide areas, though. Like, David Brooks should be back next season, but the guy just missed a year after a cancer diagnosis. My assumption is he signs on for another year and stays with them, at least another year, uh, and gets, you know, back up to full speed. I don't think he'll start the season. Robbie Brady, I, I think he's probably finished. That Junior Stanislav, I mean, I can't believe he's still playing. Uh, ben Pearson, I do quite like. I'm not sure he's a Premier League starter, but I do quite like him. Um, Dembele, I'm not overly keen on. Morgan Rogers is an unloan. He's a good player, but again, is he ready to play in the Premier League? Jaden Anthony, I do very much like. I think he's a good player. So that's one starter in a wide position. Solanke up front had a really strong season, so you'd assume he just starts up front. They've got... Jamal Lowe, they've got Kiefer Moore. I think they're fine up front. It's not, it's not perfect by any stretch, but it's not bad. I think a starting winger. Because I do think when Brooks comes back, they would be better off if they sort of rotated him and Billing in that number 10 position. So we'll put down a starting winger. Backup keeper. Starting right back, back up left back, starting centre back, starting winger. And I wouldn't be against. I wouldn't be against one more body in midfield. Just because you've, you're going to have suspension issues with Jefferson Lerma. He loves the yellow card. And with Lewis uh, Cook, I'm always concerned with injuries. So one more in midfield. So I've got five there for them. And then we move on to Nottingham Forest. News came out this week that... Bryce Samba has told the club he'd like to leave. He's been unable to agree a new contract. His contract is due to end in 2023, but he wants to go now. I don't think that's as big a blow as people think people are making out to be because I don't think he's very good. So I'd look to bring in a starting goalkeeper. Obviously, I just punched the microphone, but we'll move past it. Uh, starting goalkeeper. I think Steve Cook was fine in the championship. I think you've got to upgrade on him. In the Premier League, I think if you can get in a starting central defender to play between Worrell and McKenney or move Worrell into the middle and play someone new on the right, you do that. So starting centre-back, I think they need both starting wing-backs. They had Jed Spence in on loan. They may not be able to afford to buy him now permanently, uh, so they're going to have to find an alternative. I don't think you can play Jack Callback as a wing-back in the Premier League and not get absolutely roasted. They did have Max Lowe in on loan. He obviously would have been the long the, the starter for the majority, but with his injuries, he missed a bunch of time. They may just keep him. They may buy him. 
but uh, I think they've got to find a starting left wing back. Centre midfield, I really like Ryan Yates. As, in terms of centre back, they've also got good depth. Uh, Figueredo's decent. They've got um, a base. So they've got Jonathan Panzo. They've got Steve Cook. The centre back depth is fine. You'll get away with using some of your young players in that uh, in the fullback spots as depth. Like Jordan Gabriel, for example, I think they could use him as a backup right wing back if they decide to keep hold of him. They've also got um, the kid that they got from Arsenal, Osei Tutu. So they should be fine there. They've got a couple of young left backs at the club as well. So they should be all right. Just get the starters in, worry about the rest. Into midfield, Ryan Yates, I do like. I think he's a good player. I think Colback is fine as a backup. Uh, Cafu, fine as a backup. Ojeda's there for depth. Joe Lolly, fine as a backup. They've got to replace James Garner. So they need a starting centre midfielder. Now, it may be, again, they can get him back on loan. If that's the case, they should do that. But yeah, one in midfield, one at centre-back, both wing-backs and the goalkeeper. They usually played Zinkernagel behind the striker. I'd like to see him brought back. If he's not, I think they need to address that. So you're looking at a starting attacking midfielder as well. And then up front, you've got Lewis Graben, fine for depth. You've got Sam Surridge. You've got Brennan Johnson. Mighton and, Sam, and Silva, they're fine for depth, but you potentially need one more because Keenan Davis was impressive while he was there. Again, if they can bring him back, they should do it. I don't know if they'll be able to. So I would say a backup striker because I would start Surridge and, and Johnson. So starting goalkeeper, starting centre-back, starting right wing-back, starting left wing-back, starting central midfielder, starting attacking midfielder, and a starting backup striker. It is seven and six starters. But maybe they can keep some of the players they had on. If they keep Zinkernagel, that takes care of the attacking midfielder. Garner takes care of the central midfielder. Lowe can take care of left wing-back, and Spence take care of right wing-back. If they've got money to spend, that's where they should spend it. Getting back the players who got them up because those four are good enough to move forward with. Get yourself a starting centre-back. Get a starting goalkeeper and find that loan. Maybe maybe Villa will loan you Keenan Davis again. Uh, they may even sell him. Villa might sell him because he doesn't look like he has a future there. So if you can get him, do that. And maybe Garner's your, your Premier League loan. They'd be best if they could run back most of the team that got them up. And five of those players that got them up fill five of their needs. The only things they will need then are a goalkeeper and a centre-back. And if I was them, I'd probably go all in on Nick Pope. And I would probably go and look at someone like Robert Dickey from QPR to come in and play in that central back, centre-back position. I think he fits that like a glove. 
I don't think that would cost them too much. Now, Lowe is probably available again on loan. Garner's probably available again on loan. Zinkernagel's probably available again. And given Zinkernagel and Lowe will be a, will belong to champions championship clubs, I don't know if that violates the rule. I think you could loan both of them by Davis and loan Garner, which would mean you just buy Spence, buy Dickey, and buy Pope. It's not a massive expenditure. Forrest is the one I'm most interested in. I know Fulham are going to spend money. I know Bournemouth are going to spend money because they've got rich owners. I, you just don't know with Forrest. You really don't know. When, when their ownership took over, you remember they went and they spent a whole bundle of money on um, Joe Carvalho from Benfica, who was very, very highly regarded at the time. It just didn't work at all. Uh, now, he's gone to Olympiacos, owned by the same fella who owns Forrest. So at least he was able to recoup some of his money <laughs> well, by, by moving it from one pocket to the other. Marik. Marinicus, Evangelos Marinicus, owner of Mega Channel, which is a television network in Greece, owner of One Channel, which is a, net, a television network in Greece, owner of Olympiakos, owner of Nottingham Forest, and he is also a city councillor for a, an area within Attica in Greece. He's very unpredictable. Very, very, very unpredictable. If he's willing to spend some money this summer, though, he could have some success. He really could have some success. Steve Cooper, I think, is the best manager of the three who've come up. Like, Maddie Camera. If, he, if they can't keep Garner, Maddy Camera of Olympiacos would be a great signing for Palace. They've got Henry Onyakura, formerly of Everton, good player. If they needed to bring in that striker. Agibu Kamara as a number 10, very, very highly regarded. Some good players in that um in that Olympiacos squad. Some bad players as well. As well as I go through the names, there's some bad players as well. But there's definitely some good players that they could look at. Usenaba, he's a solid centre back. Vaklik, the goalkeeper, very, very good. So if he wanted to move some pieces around and, you know, do a little bit of money laundering, he could move some of these good players from Olympiacos to uh, to Forest. Right. We'll leave that there for now before I go down too much of a rabbit hole. Uh, seven for Fulham. Starting goalkeeper, starting right back, starting centre-back, starting centre midfielder, 
starting attacking midfielder, backup left back, backup attacking midfielder. Five for Bournemouth, backup keeper, starting right back, backup left back, starting centre back, starting winger, and a backup central midfielder. And for Forrest, starting goalkeeper, starting centre back, starting right back, starting left back, or wing backs as they are, starting centre midfielder, starting attacking midfielder, and a backup striker. Forrest and Fulham obviously have the most to do. Bournemouth had the best squad last season, so it was no surprise they came up. Um, but yeah, that is that. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we have many days of gossip to get through. So I believe it's five. So I will see you in a sec for that. Right, welcome back. So, it is gossip time. Let's go through and see what has been said over the last few days. So, uh, Leeds will not accept a bid under £60 million for Rafinha. Makes sense. Why would they? Uh, Sadio Mane says he will do what the people of Senegal want in response to an online poll which found that 60 to 70% of people want him to leave Liverpool. So this is nonsense, and uh, Sky Sports should be ashamed of themselves for peddling this tripe. Harry Kane could sign a new contract to stay at Tottenham. Makes sense. Manchester United have offered Wan-Bissaka, Aaron Wan-Bissaka to at least one club and are also willing to sell Brandon Williams. The more things change, the more they stay the same at very stupidly run clubs. Chelsea's Belgian forward Romelu Lukaku is willing to take a wage cut to return to Inter Milan. He's going to have to, quite a substantial one. Uh, Steven Bergwijn is wanted by Ajax, who are ready to offer him a contract till 2027. Again, makes sense. Doesn't seem to have much of a future at Spurs. Spurs will demand £21.4 million for Bergwijn. While Manchester United could also be interested. You know what? That's not the maddest thing in the world. Play him on the right, Sancho on the left. You get that explosive pace from Bergwijn one side and then the kind of the trickery of Sancho on the other. United fans would probably have tantrums over that, but that's not a bad, a bad idea. Tottenham and Chelsea are competing to sign Josco Guardiol. I think Tottenham will get him if they don't get Bastoni. AC Milan are ready to announce Divock Origi. That, that deal just needs to get done. Uh, Aston Villa are finalising the sign. Robin Olsen, that one's done. Uh, Quarantine Tolisso could move to the Premier League when his contract expires at the end of June. You best hire a physio and dedicate him just to quarantine. Monaco will try to sign Yves Basuma. I highly doubt it. Brentford are preparing to make a bid for Emmanuel Dennis. Would make sense. I think him and Ivan Tony could be a strong pairing. Um, Giorgio Cialini's away to the MLS. We've known that one. Salernitana are interested in signing Edinson Cavani. I'd like that. I'd like to see him go to a, you know, do what, what Falco has done. Sign with some second-tier team and just have fun. You know, be an absolute icon at the club. 
Bournemouth must pay Liverpool 15 million if they want to sign Nat Phillips. It's quite aggressive from Liverpool. Uh, Vuk Veghorst is wanted by Besiktas. Uh, he says he has an agreement with Burnley where he won't play in the championship. Disappointing for Burnley, but such is life. Blackburn Rovers are considering appointing Duncan Ferguson. Did I miss that? I think I talked about that before. Did I? Did it happen? No, it did not happen yet. If that happens, that's awful for Blackburn. Awful. Sheffield United hope to use their connections with Wolves to sign Dion Sanderson. Good player. Good player. Be good at the championship level. And uh, that is that. So we move on to the next day. Manchester United are hoping they can lure Christian Eriksen on a free contra- a free transfer. I, I don't believe there's any truth to that, to be honest. United are also confident of signing Frankie de Jong. I wouldn't be if I was them. Arsenal are willing to pay Gabriel Jesus a weekly wage of £190,000 a week for Gabriel Jesus. Barcelona have told Liverpool striker Mohamed Salah he can join them next summer. Masterful stuff. Uh, Liverpool have joined the race for Leeds and Brazil winger Rafinha after growing resigned to losing Sadio Mane. Mane is adamant he wishes to leave with the Ford being linked to Bayern Munich. Look, it is what it is. He'll go, he'll go where Liverpool get the best offer, I assume. Chelsea are leading the race to sign Usman Dembele. Roma manager Jose Mourinho has emerged as a rival to Zinedine Zidane to replace Pochettino at PSG. If he has any sense, Mourinho will avoid that job like the plague. I know they got George Mendes, or not George Mendes, uh, Campos. I know they got Campos in uh, as the George Mendes. I know they got Campos in as the new director of football, but it, just stay where you are. Stay where you are for a little while. Um, Nottingham Forest are ready to try their luck with a bid of around 12 million for Nick Pope. Uh, that's not going to get the job done, but it, they're on the right track. Tottenham, Newcastle, and Aston Villa are all interested in Yannick Carrasco. I mean, I could see him at Newcastle. I don't see where he fits at Villa. He certainly doesn't fit at Tottenham unless they're going to play him as a wing back. Tottenham are interested in Alan St. Maximum. Again, I just I don't see how that's something that that fits. Like you've got Conte. He will lose his mind if you bring him St. Maximum. Newcastle will need to pay 50 million for Nathan Ake. Right. You can definitely do better. Crystal Palace are considering a move for Joe Rebo. That'd be good. That would be a good move. Get him in as one of your two midfield additions. That's a good move. Wolves are close to a £30 million deal for Giancarlo Inacio, who is very, very good. I, that's a lot of money for Wolves. But he will be a huge upgrade at centre-back. Him, Kilman as a two, or him and Kilman as two, two of three, that could be very, very good. Uh, Wolves have also been linked with Benfica and Switzerland striker Harris Severovic. Um, I mean... Do you not have? Maybe he's a good player. Look, he is a good player. But you look at his last five years 29 games, seven goals, 
51 games, 27 goals. 45 games, 9 goals. 48 games, 26 goals. 15 games, 5 goals. Uh, he's, he's rather inconsistent season to season. Even at Eintracht, 11 goals in the first season and then four the years after that. He is a good player. And maybe Bruno Lage is the man to, to get the best out of him. Possibly. He did win the league with Severovic up front. But it's not the move I'd make. Uh, but, you know, money money dictates these things, so maybe they don't have a huge amount to spend, especially if they're going to spend £30 million on a centre-back. Liverpool have rejected an opening £25 million bid for Sadio Mane, yada, yada. Tottenham are ready to step up their interest in Jed Spence. Makes sense. Liverpool have ended their interest in Gavi. Really? I, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that they ever had real interest. Uh, James Milner signed a one-year deal at Liverpool. Roma's pursuit of Nemanja Matic could end their interest in Douglas Luiz. I'm not sure why it would. They're very different players. Um, Bury-born hungry midfielder Callum Styles is on the radar of Fulham, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. He's a good player. He is a good player. He was very, very good for Barnsley. And obviously, with Barnsley now relegated, you'd imagine you'd imagine he's definitely going to be available. Very cool that he he went to play for Hungary. Like I like seeing him and Matty Cash and Brent Breert and Diaz, rather than just sit about moping, waiting for one England cap that might never, ever come, go and play for someone else. Do you know? He's got a... Styles a Hungarian grandmother, so go and play. Outstanding. Um, Benfica hope to reach an agreement for Mario Gotze. Barcelona sporting director Matteo Almeni is set to fly to England. No, he's not. We're talking rubbish. Newcastle, blah, 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 Renan Lodi. Why is Jack Talbot getting... This is Saturday. No, is this Monday? The 6th, Monday. This is Mondays, and they've already not done what he says they're going to do. Um, Netherlands defender Matthias De Ligt has confirmed he's in talks at Juventus over a new contract. It's fine. Mohamed Salah has told close friends he was, he was willing to commit his future to Liverpool but performed a U-turn after Barcelona promised him a move. I don't know where this story came from. It's down here as the Daily Mirror. But nonsense is the only way to describe it. Nonsense. Real Madrid could look to hijack the signing of Gabriel Jesus from under Arsenal's nose. Um. I mean, as a backup to Benzema, he wouldn't be bad, but does he want to do that? Manchester City have ramped up their interest in Arsenal and England winger Bakayo Saka. I, I mean, I don't know what that means. That Those are words that don't actually mean anything. Senegal forward Sadio Mane has asked Thiago Alcantara if he can move into his house in Munich. See, 
The flaw in this story is that Tiago sold his house two years ago. So this is the male making up nonsense. Tottenham have no plans to sign Gareth Bale, nor should they. Barcelona are open to negotiations with Manchester United over Frankie de Jong, but he doesn't want to go there. He wants to play for Champions League team. Louis van Gaal says Stephen Bergwijn needs to leave Spurs. That's fine. Um, Chelsea are interested in Matthias De Ligt. Chelsea want everybody, but they don't seem to have the money to sign many of them. Angel Di Maria has emerged as a low-cost option for Barcelona. He's old. He's old and on a free. That worked out well last year. Newcastle are not planning to sign Dean Henderson, despite being constantly linked. Moves for Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Nathan Aki are proving difficult. It looks like the Premier League are... Some Premier League clubs are pushing back against Newcastle. AC Milan, Inter Milan and Arsenal are all produce, uh, pursuing Sassuolo and Italy forward Gianluca Schumacher. Scored 16 goals last season. Very good player. Don't think he'll go to Arsenal. Uh, he's unlikely to go to Inter this summer, but AC could make sense. Him and Rafael Leo could be a lot of fun together. Manchester United and Bayern Munich are keen on signing Denzel Dumfries. Fair. Uh, Dan Ashworth has reportedly made it a top priority to bring in a new right winger this summer. I'd imagine that's obvious to everybody that that's what they need. I wouldn't make it a priority, but that they do need one. Uh, Ishmael Asar and Musa Diaby both on their list. I would say Sar is the easier get and a lot cheaper as well. Uh, Sven Botman says AC Milan are still working on a deal to complete his signing from Lille. It would be funny if Milan actually had no interest. And this was just boss, uh, Sven Botman trying to speak it into, into existence the whole time along. Right, last day's worth here. Liverpool have been told it will take a club record fee of about £85 million to sign Darwin Nunes. I would bet he goes for less than that. Liverpool are prepared to break their transfer record to sign Darwin Nunes. Manchester United and Newcastle are the two teams closest to signing Darwin Nunes. I don't know who Sebastian Giovanelli is. But he is a spoofer. An absolute spoofer. Manchester City have denied suggestions they are set to move for Bakayo Saka. Saka's not been anywhere this summer. United and Tottenham are both interested in Alessandro Bastoni. I have a hard time seeing Inter sell him. I know there's been a lot of rumours about him moving, but I really do have a hard time seeing Inter sell him. Real Madrid have agreed a deal worth 100 million euro with Monaco for Arlen Chouameni, plus tax. 100 million euro, plus tax, plus bonus, plus signing fee, plus agent fee, plus wages. That That is obscene. He's really good. Really, really good. But his price went from 50 million to nonsense in, in, in record time. Uh, Chelsea and Tottenham are set to rival each other for Milan. Schrinier, not happening. Chelsea, Newcastle and PSG are all interested in Rafael Leo. I would say probably not happening. Tottenham have opened discussions with Marcus Rashford over a move to North London. No, they haven't. Garbage. Arsenal are confident they can sign Yuri Tielemans. Uh, fair. Everton have earmarked Harry Winks. 
that's not a, like that's again not a bad signing for Everton. Bit Brexit, but you know Frank Lampard is is very, you know Tory. Uh, West Ham have sent scouts to watch Denmark and Brentford. If you're in, you don't send scouts to watch Christian Eriksen. You know everything about Christian Eriksen already. Um, but they might have been there to watch Joachim Mal. Um, Leeds are set to announce the signing of Rasmus Christensen. That's a good signing for them. I, re- I really do like that one. Chelsea, this is a good one. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel has been promised he can take the lead on transfer business in a move designed to model Manchester City and Liverpool. That is the complete opposite of what Manchester United and Liverpool do. That, that is nonsense. That is what Manchester United do. And it's a catastrophe. Chelsea fans, you should be really concerned if this is what's happening at your club because your new owner hasn't a scooby what he's meant to be doing. Uh, Yves Basuma is no longer on Aston Villa's list of targets. That's a surprise. Robert Lewandowski has told a Polish podcast he is leaving Bayern Munich because he wants more emotions in his life. Um, I don't really know what that is meant to mean. AC Milan are hoping to complete the double signing of Botman, Sven Botman and Renato Sancho, Sanchez from Lille. Uh, Newcastle are closing in the deal from a target. Leeds have joined Southampton and West Ham in their interest in Jordan Adamu of Red Bull Salzburg. He, he's not ready to leave Salzburg yet. He needs at least another year there. Former Manchester United and Netherlands forward Robin van Persie says he turned down the opportunity to join Eric Ten Hag as an assistant at Old Trafford. Uh, doesn't say why, but, you know, it is what it is. Right, that will do me for today, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.